Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan. If you're new here, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Who is she? I feel like I always record my podcast like between Friday and Sunday and then they go up on Monday. But I'm literally recording this one so early, but I have been in class from like 9.30 to 7 today and I got home and did some assignments for my online class and ate dinner and then I was just sitting there thinking and I was like, you know, I feel have this like productive energy in me right now just because I like right after I ate dinner, I went straight to um, working on my assignments for my online class that I'm taking and I swear, like, if you can commit yourself, like, as soon as you get home from your class or from whatever you're doing and you have a lot of schoolwork, the best thing you can do for yourself is just immediately sit down and get started on it. Like, obviously, if you need a snack or something, do that. But, like, do not sit down on the couch. Do not lay down in bed. You will literally procrastinate everything so much. But I literally just ate my dinner, immediately went to my desk, knocked out two quizzes and another part of an assignment. And I was like... I feel like being productive and it's only nine o'clock and I actually planned out this entire broadcast already which I normally don't have it planned this early but thank god I do so now here I am recording it after listening to professors talk all day it's my turn to get some words out of my mouth because I feel like I've said a total of like 10 words today so that either means that this episode's gonna be really good or really bad because I'm either going to not make any sense because my brain's really tired from absorbing information all day or it's going to be great because I haven't spoke all day so I will get things across more quickly maybe. We'll see what happens. Um, Anyways, this week's episode is interesting. Um, I was really struggling with what I wanted to do this week and I had a few different ideas but a lot of them just didn't really feel right for right now. Like I feel like I needed more time to like marinate with the idea of them and everything and just sort of like figure out what route I wanted to take with them but then I was like having all these things come in my head where I was like I want to think about or I want to talk about you know like this thing and then also this thing and like what I realized the common underlying theme of all of those things was was that they're all like life lessons basically like so I'm sitting there thinking to myself like oh I want to like talk about this specific lesson I learned and then like this one and like all this stuff and then I was like wait a minute these are all just like life lessons and I was like how about I just you know talk about things I like wish I would have learned earlier in life and hopefully this will be fun and enjoyable for y'all um I mean I think it'll be valuable and I tried to like really pull things that I just like don't think I've said before um because I wanted it to provide the most value possible and it's kind of funny because I just like let myself go to town and I was like I'm not gonna like make myself do a certain number of things or anything like that but how funny is it that I came out to 23 things like I had 21 down and then I was in class and two just like came to my head and I like quickly like just jotted down the basis of them in my notes and ended up with 23 things and I just think it's funny because 
last year I did like a 22 things learned at 22 episode and I've done YouTube videos like that and everything and I'm turning 23 in April and when this episode goes up it'll be April so I just think it's funny that I like ended up with 23 things and I'm turning 23 this month and they're like life lessons so you guys can take this as my 23 23 things learned at 23 episode but I'm not titling it that because honestly if I would have sat here and like planned it out I guarantee you like 15 of the 23 things would have been the exact same as what they were last year. And like I would go back and make sure they didn't, but I feel like if I just did it on spot, I would say the same stuff. So I like really tried to go out of my way to like get more specific with these things and sort of just things that have been like revelations to me lately, I guess you could say. So hopefully I'll enjoy it. I don't know. Um, Also, I know one of y'all had like DM me and wanted me to like talk about moving out of your parents house for the first time and I'm going to kind of tie it to one of my points so stay tuned to hear that if you were who um who asked about that I think her name was Taylor so thank you for asking and if you guys ever want me to talk about something specific you can damn it to me I'm like not going to guarantee that it'll get done and it may take time for me to like fit it in an episode but I'll do my best to get around to it and if I don't say it in an episode I'll also try and like actually just answer it via dm so definitely be sure to be following the gen z girl podcast on instagram it's just at gen z girl podcast and um or join the gen z girl podcast facebook group too if you haven't already so let's go ahead and get into the episode my quote this week is super simple and i don't know i it's one of those quotes that i just like read and i like felt peace so i was like yeah this is gonna be it (laughs) so the quote is you don't always have to make sense of it all sometimes you just need to follow your happiness really like this for my phase of life right now i've been i know i've been talking a lot lately about like my mental health not being the best and things just being very rocky and all over the place for me and like going through a lot of change and just feeling very like not myself and all this stuff and I feel like there are so many instances every day where like something happens or I think about something in my life and I'm like what is this like me what does this mean what is this trying to tell me and I think sometimes I'm too in tune with like my thoughts to where I am like trying to make sense of everything that comes in my head but in reality sometimes things like the thoughts just need to be fling thoughts they don't need to be something that's like contemplated and made sense of you can literally just you know have yourself think it and move on and I just really needed to read that because literally when I got out of my class like my night class um I don't remember what happened I honestly think it was a song that came on in the car um on my playlist and it just like got me thinking about stuff and then I like started like just dwelling and I was like what what does this mean not like what is a song trying to tell me or what does a song mean but like all the thoughts I was getting in my head from hearing it or whatever I was just like what does this mean like I don't even remember what song it was but and that might not have even been what made me think it I'm like trying to remember right now and I can't but I needed to hear that in the moment because my entire drive home I was just like very frazzled because I was like trying to make sense of this thought that came in my head and at the end of the day not every single thought like needs a explanation or needs to be made sense of and you literally just need to follow like your happiness and the things that like bring you happiness sometimes I just really needed to hear that so there's that long um, winded explanation of that so my goal this week, I want to stay ahead on schoolwork. I have my online class, as you all know, if you listen to every episode. Um, I'm in six classes right now, five like in person in grad school, and then one online class through a um, like state college. I don't know if it's community college or state college, but 
whatever in Houston for to be like to fit all my requirements for taking the CPA in Texas. And that class started this past Wednesday or no. What's tomorrow? Wednesday? Oh, that class started six days ago. So yeah, like a week ago almost. And we kind of, the way the class is set up, like you have to like take your midterm and final within a certain time frame. Um, but everything else, like you can kind of just work ahead on. And I'm like really trying to do that because if I were to like do this class with the dates set up the way they are right now, it would like fall perfectly to where I would like not even have a week off in the summer between starting my summer classes and finishing my spring semester and then also finishing this like spring two semester because this online class goes through like mid-May which is like not how spring classes normally are so I really just want to stay ahead which is like what I've been doing I like anytime I have free time I try to like knock like discussion posts out or something and it's like been helping me stay ahead on things and everything's like due on Sunday so I'm just trying to get be like one week ahead of everything basically um just to like I'm keeping my future self in mind I guess and I really want to stay ahead as much as I can because I also don't want to get to a point like during finals week when um you know I have like my final project my final and then my final for this class and um or I guess I have two finals and then the final for this online class and then a final project. It's so like four big things to worry about and I don't want to be like sitting here stressing so much about my online class when my other classes like realistically probably need more attention. So that is my goal. I think that, you know, utilizing your free time, like obviously like I'm not like staying up through the night to like finish stuff, but if you know what I mean, like that one hour I have during the day before like my um, graduate assistant like before I start the work for that and then after like getting home from the gym or something like that like I try to utilize all that time during my day and then if I have time at night I'll do something but if I have a ton of other schoolwork I'm not going to worry about it so that's that and then my gratitude for this week I am honestly just grateful that March is over it was like not fun for me I don't know what it was I don't know what was in the air I just I don't know it was just really challenging mentally I'm sure you all could like tell from my podcast episodes in March I feel like they were a little bit more um just deep and like intense and I just feel like there's a lot that I've like struggled with personally and I'm like hoping for a better April April is like normally great I like love besides tornadoes lol I'm not gonna mention mother again I promise If you know, you know. If you listen to the last two weeks' episodes, you know. But besides tornadoes, I love the weather in April usually because I feel like we get a good balance of, like, sunny, like, 75 days and also, like, rainy days. Um, And then also it's my birthday. It's my boyfriend's birthday. Um, I hate taxes, though. Um, I paid my taxes, like, earlier this month, and I'm, like, crying thinking about having to pay my estimated taxes um, so soon. Oh my gosh, it literally like stresses me out. And I just I don't know, I want I want to like have a better April and just like be more proactive about it, I guess. And after just having like a more difficult March and I feel like March I kinda went through the motions with some stuff and I'm normally pretty good about not doing that. So I just kinda wanna like go out of my way to like really make the most of April and do more of, you know, just continue doing more of the things I love and I feel like I'm good about it for the most part but I feel like I slacked in it during March so let's get into these things y'all and first disclaimer obviously I want to say like 
I learned these things in the time frame and on the timeline that I learned them for a reason. I don't like, I'm not saying that like I wish I could go back and change when I learned these things so that I can make different decisions. I'm not really saying any of that. I'm just saying like I think I could have given myself an easier time emotionally or mentally if I like knew these specific things earlier on. Um, and some things are, su- some of these are like super simple and straightforward too and don't even carry that much weight. They're just simply things I had like no one had ever really like heard or never told me I had never heard and like wish I would have so keep that in mind as I go through these and you may or may not agree with everything um just this is me this is like what I think would have been valuable for me to learn earlier so let's roll through them I'm going to probably explain a few of them like to give context and then some I'm just gonna like roll right through so numero uno um okay (laughs) this is probably like the biggest one Respect yourself enough and have enough self-esteem to know that attention does not equal intention when it comes to both platonic and romantic relationships. Holy freaking cow, y'all. I saw a TikTok a long time ago and it like it stuck with me for so long because I was I like literally was in my head. I'm like shaking the crap out of my high school self. I'm literally like you are what is that meme where it's like an what are you an idiot sandwich or whatever (laughs) that's literally how I felt when I like saw this TikTok that said this because I was like that was literally me in high school and oh my gosh like what um basically the TikTok said um I I feel like so many people's like you know relationships and friendships fail because people mistake um attention for intention and that wasn't exactly what it said it was like something along the lines of it and it just like really struck a nerve in me because I know I've mentioned it before on my podcast but the way I viewed like dating and friendships and everything growing up was so messed up because if you like 99% of the time if someone came up to me and gave me attention I would think that that meant their intention was to like like you know have like a friendship with me or have a relationship with me And I would not know any of their actual intentions. And I would just take it and run with it that they were giving me attention. And then try and turn that into, like, something. And it just, like, caused so much unnecessary, like, pain in the long run, I feel like. And I don't want to say, like, every single, like, fling or relationship or friendship I have was like that. Because it's not the case. You know, there were, like, definitely some friendships and, like, some relationships that were more, like, I don't know, like, naturally sought out I guess and everything but I just oh my gosh I just want to bang my head on a wall reading this because there was definitely a point when I had so little self-esteem and so little self-respect that like getting attention was just like you know a high for me that I was just like ah like oh my gosh I have to be best friends with this person have to date this person whatever just because they were giving me attention pay attention to intention and not the attention you're getting from someone if that makes sense I hope that makes sense because that's not exactly what the TikTok said and the TikTok made a lot more sense than that um but I just really felt like I needed to say that especially for those of you who like maybe like dating for the first time or you know just now getting comfortable with dating or maybe you're just younger and you don't really like know how to go about all of it do not make like the same mistakes I made and just like take attention and run with it and just be sure you're paying attention to where someone's intentions lie whenever you're you know talking to them or 
pursuing a relationship or friendship. Number two, neglecting your standards and boundaries for the sake of not being uncomfortable will only hurt you more in the long run. Um, This one was also inspired by, this isn't the exact wording either, Um, I just remembered seeing the post and I like, I like actually remembered most of what it said for which is a shocker for me um because I feel like most of the stuff I see on social media like you could show it to me five minutes later and I'd be like oh I don't remember seeing that and I had just seen it but um anyways I feel like a lot of times I will put my like standards and boundaries that I have with myself aside just because I don't want to get like uncomfortable and I or I don't like confrontation or something like that And that just hurts you more in the long run because you're proving that you don't respect yourself by, you know, like putting your standards and boundaries to the side just so you don't have to do something that makes you uncomfortable. And the one thing I wanted to say, like to put this in context is with like friendships, I think in the past I've been really bad about this um, because I would, I wouldn't say now that I don't like confrontation I think I don't like it more so if it's, like, not private. Like, if it was, like, in a public setting or something, like, it would freak me out. But I'm fine with, like, confrontation in, like, a more private setting. But anyways, I think that in the past I have really, like, neglected any, like, boundaries I have and standards just to avoid confrontation in a friendship. Um, Like, you know, if there's a disagreement or something and I just, like, wanted to avoid the confrontation at all costs so I put all my standards and boundaries to the side just to avoid having that confrontation and that's just like not a healthy way to handle things so that's all I really have to say about that one number three um actually creating time to do things you love every day will do more for you than faking self-care ever will and y'all probably know if you listen to every episode just like in the last six to eight months this is just something that's absolutely transformed my life um, I used to be, I used to fake self-care and, and when I say this, um, I think back to the episode I did not too long ago where I was talking about like our like society's definition of self-care and how we kind of just like tack it onto anything and use it as a crutch in a way. And I feel like in the past, you know, I used to just like binge watch YouTube and call it self-care and then like go get ice cream, call it self-care, which that is self-care. <laughs> but like just tacking it on to things I was already like doing and not really going out of my way to like actually take care of myself, if that makes sense. And just creating that time in your day, like even if it's just 30 minutes to do something you love every day, it's eliminates that need to just like tack the term self-care onto something you're doing um at any given point and it's just actually taking care of yourself versus calling something self-care just because you're already doing it and you think it falls in that category or whatever and that's probably not the best explanation of that but I just think a lot of times we put self-care on the back burner which results in us doing things we were planning on doing anyways and then calling it our self-care for the day when in reality we could have done something a lot more valuable for ourselves I guess is what I'm trying to say Number four is you'll be so much more at peace if you allow things to happen instead of idealizing outcomes before they happen in your head. So this is like a big overthinker type of thing. If you're an overthinker, you know exactly what I'm talking about on this one. I am really bad about this, especially with like bigger moments in life. 
if you just let things happen and let them play out instead of like dwelling on them and thinking of how you want them to go because you're creating this false reality in your head and you have no control over how it's actually going to play out and then when it doesn't play out the way that you created it in your head you get disappointed or let down or it doesn't happen the way you wanted and you're upset but you could have avoided all of that disappointment being upset and and all the letdown if you just didn't try and idealize and predict the outcomes in your head beforehand and I know it's hard to control that because it is sort of something we subconsciously do as a result of like stress I think um, because we feel pressure from things and then like in an attempt to control that stress and control that pressure we're like oh like how do I ideally want this to go and then you obsess over it and then it doesn't happen that way and boom you're disappointed so I really think that you can like allow for a lot more like clarity and mental peace and everything if you just let things play out instead of constantly trying to um like not necessarily predict things but just like have an idea of how things will go in your head and that it can be something as simple as having a conversation with someone like if you have to have a conversation with you know like your boss or heck like someone you even like or um even if it's, you know, something bigger too, like if it's a big interview you have, every interview I've gone in and just sort of like, I don't want to say winged because I'm like always, you know, prepared to an extent, but the interviews that I tried to like have an answer scripted for every possible question went far more poorly than the interviews that I just like went in and didn't have anything in my head except for like my little you know, tell me about yourself speech that I just like always know and can say in my sleep. So that's kind of like what I mean by that. And next is number five, keeping the next step in mind and in focus is a lot more productive than glorifying and focusing on the end goal. And I say this, and I've said this before many times, um, you do learn so much more along the way by recognizing your small wins um spending more time on your failures and setbacks than on the wins because that's where you learn your lessons and you actually like feel the learning curve happen to you when you're more focused on like the step by step instead of like I'm starting here and ending here and you really do I feel like there's a lot more productivity when you're looking at it on a step-by-step basis because you're like okay I've made it past this step now I have this one next here's what went wrong at the last one like this is how I'm going to apply what I learned from the last one to getting this next step done when you compare that to like oh I'm starting here and my end goal is this giant thing that seems so intangible and far away and out of reach it's a lot easier to be productive and work towards things that are like smaller bite-sized goals like that. Um, So that's kind of why I say that one. And I know I've said stuff like that a million times, but it's just very important. So I have to say it again. Number six, um, this one, some people may not agree with, but just because being vulnerable is considered being brave in many situations, it doesn't mean you have to always be vulnerable. You know, share what you want to share within the boundaries that you've set for yourself. I know for me, like, sometimes I overshare and then you have, like, that overshare hangover and you're just, like, why did I just, like, dump so much personal detail on this person that I don't even know that well? Um, Sometimes it, like, accidentally happens to me. I will say, like, if I've had, like, a drink or two, it's more likely to happen than if I'm just, like, sober and talking to somebody. But 
I really think that um, there is almost a undis- – I don't want to say undisclosed. That's not the right word. It's just like this not – it's a pressure that isn't really like actually put on by anybody, I feel like. But there's just sort of like this pressure in the air, I guess you could say, to be vulnerable and whenever you have an opportunity to be. Or at least I feel that way. And maybe I only feel that way because I'm just someone who doesn't wear their heart on their sleeve and doesn't like to share a lot. So maybe I just like constantly feel pressure to share more. Um, so that could be the case. If you're someone who shares stuff all the time and you're like a constant oversharer, you may like be like, what are you even talking about? But I really want to emphasize like, you know, if, if it makes you uncomfortable to open up about something, then chances are like that's not the person you should be opening up to or that's not the time you should be doing it. Um and going off of that you know like it is important to open up and that's something I struggle with a lot and I know I've talked about that on the podcast as well but you know just share what you want to share within the boundaries you've set for yourself you don't feel like pressure just because someone else is sharing personal details about like something they went through you need to do the same thing I think a lot of times you know you'll be in like deep conversations with like a friend group or just like some acquaintances or something and you know people will be sharing all these details about like stuff in the relationship or something and you just like feel pressured to do the same just because everyone else is you don't have to like don't just give into the peer pressure of everyone else doing it I guess number seven I almost said number six this is definitely number seven your soul takes on the color of your thoughts and this is like a quote from um, I follow the daily stoic on instagram and this is like one of the quotes that I saw posted recently Um, And I just really like this because I truly think that, like, people who, you know, uplift others and do their best to just, like, be a good person day in and day out and, you know, do good for themselves, do good for others, um, uplift others, I don't know if I already said that, and just sort of, like, aim to be their best self every day, honestly, and be good to others while doing that, I feel like they tend to have like much I don't want to like like just use this as a blanket statement but I feel like those people um tend to just you know like at least appear a lot more content and happier than those who aren't necessarily living their life that way and I think that you know once you do get in control of your thoughts I think which I've like definitely talked about that a lot in my podcast if you want to go back and listen to any of those episodes if you've missed them but I think that you know the way your thoughts are definitely do influence like how your soul is going to feel like if your soul is going to feel heavy if you're going to feel like uplifted and light and I say that coming from you know like experience I have had times where I was a overly pessimistic person my natural view of the world was that you know everyone is you know what what is it you either believe like everyone's like naturally like bad and like has bad intentions or has good intentions I literally used to think I remember in one of my college classes my professor was like raise your hand if you think you know like the people are like morally naturally good and I was sitting in a row with three of my other friends and all three of them raised their hands and they just like looked at me and they were like what because <laughs> then he said raise your hand if you think people are like naturally morally like bad um or something like that and I raised my hand and they just like looked at me and I think that was like my wake-up call that not that I like have to think the same way as them or anything but I kind of just like sat there and thought to myself I was like why do I feel that way why do I even think that and 
lo and behold, in the coming years, I would like go through so much like just mental transformation and self-improvement and sort of just transform my mindset that used to be very naturally pessimistic, pessimistic and overly negative to one that's naturally optimistic. And I do have an episode on that from probably about a year ago almost at this point. I don't remember exactly when I did it, but talking about how I transformed my naturally pessimistic mindset into like an optimistic one. And like I said, I say all this because in those times when I was like overly negative and that was like sort of my natural, my natural response was always the worst whenever in my thoughts and no matter what, um, you know, if someone like did something good or nice for me, I always questioned their motives, which that's such a sick way to live. Like in my mind now, now that like I live a different life, I can't believe that like that's how I thought. Like it's just such a sad, like hard way to, you know, think and live. And um, anyways, that was like a really long tangent. But I truly, truly believe that, you know, your thoughts really will influence your soul. And I think anyone can agree with me on that. Next is number eight, growing up never gets easier. You're just constantly adapting to it. Um, I remember in high school, I like had this vision of myself in college, getting to a point in college where I like just would have it all figured out and I would know exactly what I was going to do. You know, like I was going to have a job and I was like planning on, you know, like staying with that job forever and it's a dream job, career forever. Oh my gosh, like all this stuff. And now I'm here and I'm just like now like I changed my major like so many times I still don't think this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life but here I am um and you're just constantly adapting to like your choices basically I just really want to emphasize don't ever put the pressure on yourself to have it all figured out and don't ever expect to get to a point where you're like aha this is the moment where I have figured everything out and I I'm in tune with, you know, growing up and everything makes sense now. No, you're like constantly learning, whether it's, you know, about credit scores and your credit or, you know, moving out and living on your own and with roommates for the first time. And, um, you know, it could be so many different things. There's always something new to adapt to. Um, Getting out into the real world and, you know, getting health insurance and like all this stuff. There's always something new that's going to be added on the plate. And even once you get past those stages, there's stuff that happens in your professional life and your personal life that is constantly going to be changing so you're never going to have it fully figured out so don't put that pressure on yourself and this is where I wanted to talk about like moving out for the first time to answer the question um she said she was really terrified she's moving out in the fall from away from her parents and I'm going to take it that based on like the language and like the tone of the message you sent that you are really close with your family um or at least you're just scared to leave that comfort of your home Um, which is a beautiful thing to have and like be grateful for that you know like you have a family to miss and like a home to miss and for me personally I was not like the closest I was not very close to like my parents like growing up and it wasn't anything against them it was just like me being a weird freaking teenager and just like I, I literally don't understand if I could go back and like change that I would but I was just, I was just closed off. I'm a naturally closed off and reserved person if you all have not picked that up already. And I, when I left for college freshman year, I just got to such a low point, like a low of lows of being literally so lonely and alone. 
that it was just like I which I would I think I would have you know done it anyways I would want to call my parents and like want to talk to my mom and everything and my brother even if I had a ton of friends just because I wasn't around them in the same sense as I was used to but you know moving out like and getting to like such a low point I am so thankful to have like had my family through that because if my brother like didn't go to the same school as me and I wasn't able to just like go cry to him and like my now sister-in-law and if I wasn't able to just like text my mom and like call her whenever things were rough I it would have been so much worse for me um so what I'm saying is basically like communication is so important you know don't be afraid to reach out to your family or you know if you're not that close with your family maybe use that time of transition whenever you move out for college to get close to them because that's kind of what happened to me it's like I went off to college and then it's like oh my gosh I miss being around my family and seeing my family so I was wanting to go home and see them more and I was wanting to talk to them more and that's when I got like a closer relationship with them and I really and like something I really appreciated was like my mom like when something was like really wrong she would be, you know, she would be like, do you want to talk? Like, as in, like, talk on the phone. And sometimes I would, but sometimes I just wasn't comfortable with communicating my feelings at the moment for whatever reason. And I would just need, I would be like, I would rather text it. So I really appreciated her, like, you know, considering that, I guess. But anyways, I'm going on a tangent. I don't ever, like, expect to get to a certain age where, you never like miss home at least thus far in my life from you know being out of the house for five years and only going back for like breaks um and I've only been home for what one of my four summers or well no one and a half I was like home for half of this past summer so I've been home for just holidays briefly and then one and a half summers of five years of college and I can tell you that you know you don't get to a point where you like never miss home never think about it and like get fully used to just like being out of the house I still think it's so weird that like um going home for Christmas like my brother's not there waking up with us like Christmas morning it's just very strange um and I'm sure you know in like 20 years I can probably be like okay like I'm used to it now or whatever but don't expect yourself in the near future to get to a point where you're not gonna miss it like it's totally normal it's okay too the biggest thing I can say is like communicate with your family like stay in touch with them don't like shut them out just because you're not physically around them And, um, definitely like with moving out, um, you know, make sure the space you have, whether you're in like a dorm or apartment or whatever, just make sure it's like, you know, like your, your safe place. Like you have to make a home out of it. You know, like you are literally living on your own for the first time. So please like make it homey, like put whatever you want in there to like make it feel good for you because you're going to need that to come back to. And that's like definitely, um, something like I always just remember like almost feeling relieved every time I like walked into like my specific dorm room um my freshman year just because it just felt really nice to like know I was like in my safe place and I like you know wasn't around a ton of other people and it just felt good to be in the comfort of my space um and also you know go out of your way like I don't really know your exact situation I don't know if you're moving out for the first time and you're like my age or if you're moving out for the first time and you're going to college but you said fall so I'm like thinking college um and if you're going to like a dorm for the first time like you know set boundaries like with your roommates have the discussions before you move in with each other about like um 
the duties around the apartment or dorm, like who's going to do what or how you want to communicate about it. Um, know that it's going to be a transition. Like, so don't be hard on yourself when it does get hard, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's going to be hard. Expect it to be hard. But know that time makes it better. Um, although you will not ever get to a point where it, like, feels normal, at least in the near future. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have to say about that, I think. <laughs> um, next is number nine. Um, learn. This is a quote I saw. Like I, like, randomly came across this, I think, on Pinterest the other day. And I was like, dang, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but it says, learn to keep your private life private or others will make your life as their entertainment. And this is such a good quote because it has to do with, you know, I mean, obviously, like, me putting myself on the internet, like, I'm literally opening myself up to whatever criticism anyone wants to give, and I get that. If I'm putting my life out there, I am putting myself in a position to be judged and have others, you know, place their opinions on me, but at the same time, I don't think that that should be an excuse for, like, you know, telling other people how to live their life. Like, that's, there's a difference there, and I have just learned um, that as I get older, which I know I've talked about this recently too, and I know I talked about it in my YouTube video that's going to be going up tomorrow if you watch um, my YouTube channel, I the older I get, the more I just value things being private. And I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if I've had like some odd hormonal switch like happen recently or something, but I just feel a lot differently than I did probably a year ago. Like, a year ago, I was like, I want to share anything and everything and, you know, like, no limits, like, anything. And now, like, looking back on some things I've, like, shared, I'm like, why did I, like, what? Like, no, like, keep that personal. And even if it's, like, not online, like, on YouTube and stuff, I'm saying, like, in general, like, to friends and stuff, too. I have communicated things to friends that I just, like, I'm like, why did I do that? And, going off of that, um, people think that, you know, like, you being vulnerable and sharing your life and just honestly, when you let other people know anything about you in general, others will take that as the right to decide, like, who you are. Um, you know, remember that you're the only one who knows who you are and just because someone sees glimpses of, for me personally, my almost 23 years on this earth, like, they literally see, like, a bat of an eyelash in the grand scheme of things of my life. And I have to remember that and, you know, tell myself that doesn't mean that these people, like, truly, like, know me. And no matter how much they may think they know or how much they actually know, I know the true me and other people. I can't let, like, um, what's the quote? You are not responsible for the version of you that others have created in their heads or whatever. And I think that that is applicable on every level. Like, even if you're not, like, in the influencing space or a content creator, you know, I'm really bad. This is something I'm bad about. Um, I will see someone's potential and, like, expect them to reach it. And I want to be that person that wants to just, like, I don't want to say fix people because I don't, like, look at people and see what's wrong with them. I look at people and, like, I see potential. Like, when I see people who are, like, really, you know, good listeners and great helpers, I'm just like, gosh, I could see you doing so much in this space and, like, really helping people with this or X, Y, Z, whatever. I see that and I expect them to fulfill it, but that may not be what they want to do. (laughs) So it's like, 
I've really worked on that with myself. Like, instead of, like, seeing, like, looking at someone and just, like, seeing what I think would be best for them, reminding myself, okay, um, are you them? No, you don't know what's best for them. Let them decide that. Like, don't give any unsolicited advice or opinions on how you think they should live their life either or what you think they should do with their life because it is their life to live. And that's the bad thing about the internet. You know, like, people use the excuse of, oh, well, you put yourself out there, so of course we're going to give our opinions of what we think you should do or and how we think you should live your life. But in my opinion, I don't really think that just I think just because we're you know being the person that put ourselves out there doesn't mean that we should get all this unsolicited like random advice and stuff so I don't know um that was a tangent too but just be who you are not other and don't feel pressured to like live up to who others want you to be or who they've made you out to be and you know always remember who you are at your core um and I just think that keeping that was like a really long-winded number nine but there's a lot of value in keeping things private because I do think that you know once you do open it up to other people you are opening it up to other opinions and that's how things just like get out of hand because you won't always see eye to eye with everyone in your life so the second that there's other people in your life who have a glimpse of your personal life whether that's a friendship you have a relationship you have something about your job the second someone else knows about that and they aren't a hundred percent eye to eye with you they're most of the time they're going to do what they can unless they're like a really like understanding person and can completely separate their opinion from like you yourself most of the time those people are going to do what they can to enforce their opinion on you and sort of just want you to see things the way they do even if that's like not at all the case and not how you should be seeing things and um, that's why keeping your private life private is so important and there are things that like I have literally never told anybody before so it's just like I think of that and I'm like I can't imagine how much like not worse but how different things would be if I would have chose to share those things even if they you know made me more relatable or likable or something like that I wouldn't want to share them just for the sake of that and that's kind of like you know where I know where to draw the line it's just like keep certain things private because you know the second you open them up they're no longer yours and they become everyone else's is what I'm trying to say I don't know why that's so hard for me to explain all the time but it is number 10 we're gonna breeze through the rest of these I promise I'm not gonna sit here and explain every single one of them you cannot change if you do not, do not forgive yourself for your past mistakes. Learn what you need to learn from making those mistakes and forgive yourself and accept that you can and will change as long as you commit to it. Y'all, we're human. We all make mistakes. We all say stupid crap. We all say, you know, or do things to hurt other people when we don't mean to. Um, you know, we just make silly mistakes because that's who we are. And, you know, like when we choose to continue the behavior of our mistakes after we've known better that's when it's no longer a mistake you know like that's when it's a choice and you really like there I remember there were like things that happened in high school and stuff and early college and I would just like absolutely eat myself alive over them but then I would have to you know it it would take me a while but I would remember and tell myself you know this is the lesson you learned from this and you're going to apply this going forward 
And, you know, like I would have to tell myself, I would literally have to say, you know, like, I forgive you. I know what the lesson learned from this is. And I'm going to do all I can and make sure that, you know, like that doesn't happen again, like that I don't make the same mistake twice. Um, and I'm going to commit to that change or whatever. So it's just really, really important to not get so caught up on your past mistakes, especially if you know better, like now, and like if you know that, um, because you're just going to keep yourself from being able to change, basically, if you just, like, let your past mistakes eat you alive. Um, and number 11, the more you like yourself, the less you'll need others to. This one just speaks for itself. I think that when your self-esteem is low and when your self-confidence is low, you are, you know, looking to others to sort of, like, fill that void in a way. And you value their opinions subconsciously more just because you don't have a full and fulfilled like confidence in yourself um so the more that you you know like genuinely like yourself which I think comes with being yourself and doing what you love to do the less you're gonna like seek for others approval and the more you'll do things that make you happy just because they make you happy and not because you're worried about what other people may say Number 12, focus on the way your life feels to you, not the way it looks to others. I think there's a lot of pressure with social media to, like, make sure, you know, like, you're looking, like, happy and everything's great and you're putting on your best show for social media. And we become so focused on that sometimes that we aren't even in tune with how our life actually feels for us at the moment. And we may be missing some, like, key things that, you know, like, need to be worked on or need to be addressed or, like, just, I don't know, paid attention to. So, It's really important to, you know, just always focus on you, how things feel for you personally, and not how things may be perceived by others. Number 13, in the grand scheme of things, um, every decision you make will have an impact on your life, no matter how small, so choose your decisions wisely. Um, You know, life, there's that one quote that's like, you know, life is the sum of like all your choices you make or something along the lines of that. And it really is true. Like, if you think of, like, the tiniest decisions, um, they, I mean, like, the smallest decisions can have some of the biggest impacts, and some of the biggest decisions can not really have much of an impact. So it's really important to just sort of, you know, think things through, make decisions wisely, and, you know, don't get too hasty, and um, just sort of pay attention to the decisions you do make. Number 14, spending time with people you care about is the most valuable way you can spend your time. This one just gets more and more and more true the older I get. Um, You know, you can't ever get back time spent with loved ones. Like, you just have to do it. And, you know, you can work for the rest of your life and you can, like, I don't know, go to the grocery store any time. But, you know, like, you can't get back time with loved ones. So it's just really important to always remember that. And it definitely becomes more important as you get older. Number 15, money does not buy happiness, but it is an enabler. Um, Coming from, like, a position my freshman year of college when, you know, I was literally budgeting out my dining dollars, which is, like, the prepaid, like, money we get. We get, like, I don't remember how much it is because we don't get them in grad school. I want to say it's $325 or maybe $275, something like that for a semester and that sounds like a lot of money but it's really not like whenever you I would like literally budget it out I you know like took how many weeks I would be at school and then 
um, I figured out like how much I could spend each week in dining dollars to make it through the semester and run out like exactly on the last day. And it was like $19 and like 20 something cents or something like that. And relying on that to just like eat and, you know, just not to eat. That sounds dramatic, but you know, I really did not have much money to my name, like at all, like literally probably never had more than a hundred dollars. Um, even 50, I would say at times. Um, there were times like I, when I went into my freshman year, I had money saved up from my summer job. And then I got like a thousand dollars of scholarship, like from my high school for these like specific awards or whatever. That went so fast because of moving in, getting stuff for my dorm and textbooks. I spent like 400 something dollars on textbooks my first year, which I regret doing. I definitely didn't need all of them. And, um, basically the gist of what I'm trying to say is I know what it's like to have a controlling mindset, like with money, like to where it controls you and it controls like your every thought and your like every action basically. And it's the worst feeling in the world. And then I know now where I have so much more flexibility and I am oh so grateful for that, like eternally grateful for just that change that I experienced during college that allowed me to like not have to work. Um, I mean, I do work full time, but like not have to work like a traditional job and be able to do something like on my own time. And, um, I just think it's really important to not let money control you and to always manage it wisely because when you let it control you, I truly like, I don't want to say you'll never get in control of it if you let it control you, but that's how it feels. Um, cause I still think I have like not the best like relationship I don't want to say relationship with money but I don't have the best mindset with money because of how things were like my freshman year as a lasting effect like it definitely doesn't control me now but to an extent I think that like some things it does so you know don't let it control you manage it wisely don't be like too like I, I definitely think there's such things as too stingy and um frugal and then as you know too outrageous with money So, you know, just having that balance, keeping it managed and like knowing what's coming in and what's going out and it does not buy happiness. And I can tell you that from a perspective of, you know, someone making a full-time salary off of what I do now versus having like $50 to my name in my freshman year of college and making that last as long as possible. So I can say it does not buy happiness for sure, (laughs) but it is an enabler and it does help and helps you, you know, like do things easily with less thought and that kind of thing. Next is number 16. Personal growth is exponential when you give back to others in some way versus personal growth when doing like purely introspective things. I didn't know how to word this, so if that makes no sense, I'm sorry. But basically what I'm saying is when you have a way to give back to others in some way I'm not meaning like specifically like community service or going to like your local soup kitchen like literally whatever it is for you whatever way you provide value for others when you do that versus whenever you're only like working with yourself and kind of on yourself and everything's purely introspective the growth you experience from giving back to others in some way is exponential as compared to whenever you're only doing introspective type of stuff. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. But I think there's so much more to be learned and so much more value when you 
are giving back to others and you experience so much more personal growth because you like learn more when others become involved versus like personal growth that you experience just from introspective self-improvement if that makes sense I hope that makes sense I feel like it doesn't but whatever hopefully someone out there understands what I'm saying sorry if Ella's head hit the, hits the microphone and you hear a thought or something she just like jumped up in my lap and I quite literally cannot get her off of me um number 17 super simple not everything requires or deserves a response um sometimes you just need to like let things like be at rest like if you know someone is not being kind to you and you know like I try to live by if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything nice at all some people don't know that or at least just don't live by it and choose not to um I just don't think a lot of it just like doesn't deserve your time a day and doesn't deserve your energy because the second you give it your time and your energy you're allowing it to get in your head you're allowing it to bring you down you're allowing yourself to think about it more and you're basically just fueling the fire number 18 always be an empathetic listener it is far more appreciated than the effort it actually takes to do so once again another thing that I don't know if the wording of it actually made sense or not but I oh my gosh I love it is like a like I don't even know how to explain this it is just the best thing ever when someone is a good listener I because I open up to very few people if at all so when someone is a good listener and is like an empathetic listener for me and isn't like you know they're actually listening and not just like turning it into giving me unsolicited advice I appreciate that more than literally anything on this planet. Like, it's the best thing in the world to me, and it makes me feel so much more comfortable, and it actually helps me open up more. So if you're one of those people in my life, there's very few of them, um, I am highly more likely to continue opening up to you and talking to you about things if I think you're, like, a good listener. And I don't, like, sit here and have, like, a judging system of it or anything. It's just how I feel when I share my, like, feelings and problems with you. Um, That's kind of, like, what helps me determine it. But what I want to say with that is I feel like I'm a good listener for, you know, the most part. I I try to be um, because I try to be the listener that I want to have. And I try to always, you know, like, listen to people and hear them out. And I try not to give unsolicited advice. Sometimes it just happens if, like, conversation's good or whatever. But, like, I really try not to just, like, throw out my perspective or, like, try to relate to them by giving my stories. Like, I really try to just listen. And I – it doesn't take a lot of effort. I mean, it takes conscious effort to learn how to be a good listener. But once you know how, like, just always be an empathetic listener because you never know when that that is all someone needs to get through, you know, like, their day is, like, someone to just listen to them. So I really think that, like, the benefit is far greater than the cost for, like, being an empathetic listener. So always do so when you have the chance. Number 19, being honest with yourself and others and applying a policy of honesty and integrity across all parts of your life is so important. And I say this just because, like, Life is truly so much more simple and, you know, things are a lot less complicated and, you know, there's a lot less gray area whenever you're just straightforward and honest and, you know, like you always maintain integrity in your friendships and relationships and in your work life and in school, whatever it is, it truly just simplifies things a lot more because things get really sticky and complex whenever, you know, you're concealing things or you're trying to, you know, just avoid things or just 
avoiding being honest with yourself even. So number 20, the quicker you get started on things and finish what you need to finish, the more free time you will have and the quicker you will get it done. This is like what I apply basically to school right now um, since I don't have that many tests and a lot of my stuff is assignment based. Um, I, I know I'm like, okay, if I can like get this assignment done, the sooner I get it done, the quicker I'm going to be able to have time to myself to do what I want. And I'll more than likely have more free time in general for getting it done early because I'm not going to be wasting so much time putting it off and procrastinating. So I think this is going to be, can be applied to so many things across the board and the quicker you just like decide that you're going to do it and get it done and actually act on it the quicker you'll get it get things done and the more time you'll save in general next number 21 patience is everything and the quicker you implement it more and practice it more the easier and more relaxed your life will become y'all I'm a very impatient person um with some stuff in life and then other things in life I'm pretty patient but and something that I really am trying to, like, focus on, I think more so in, like, this, like, last, like, what, um, part of 2021, I almost said the wrong year. <laughs> I almost said 2022, and I'm like, well, we're not there yet. <laughs> um, but I really am just trying to work on my patience and, you know, just reminding myself that I don't need immediate results. I don't need immediate response. I don't need immediate gratification. And reminding myself that it's not normal to have immediate responses or results or gratification or anything like that. And I just think that practicing patience, it's it really is a virtue. And it's just like so important to have across all aspects of your life. Um, and it does generally like you actually are a lot more relaxed whenever you're more of a patient person. Because if you're relying on or you're expecting instantaneous things I feel like you're a lot more on edge and frantic because you're waiting on it to happen and you're like any minute now I'll get a response or any minute now I'll feel satisfied or any minute now I'll see results but when you're patient and you trust the process things are a lot more smooth number 22 your physical health influences your mental health and your emotional health more than you can comprehend and I say this from a place of experience as well Um, I used to just sort of be that person that told myself I cared about my physical health and fitness, but I would probably only like actually exercise like once or twice a week. And it was a constant cycle of like, I'm going to get at it this week and it's going to become like a routine and habit. And I thought that was literally what I told myself every week for probably like years. And once I got to a place where like it is a part of my life, it's a part of my routine, my mental health and emotional health, do I have bad days? Of course, that's unavoidable no matter what I'm doing with my physical health. However, they are so much more manageable taking because I'm taking care of my mental health or because I'm taking care of my physical health. And I cannot emphasize that enough. I'm not sitting here saying it's going to cure any, you know, like issues or problems or sadness you're feeling, but I am saying it will be it should be easier for I don't want to say it should. It will be I don't want to say it will cuz I don't want to guarantee it. I don't know how to say this without like just sounding naive or ignorant or anything I truly just think if you do focus on your physical health it is going to hopefully simplify things and make things a little bit more bearable whenever things do get hard and I guess I'll (laughs) leave it at that number 23 when someone shows you who they are 
believe their actions rather than who you want them to be. And this kind of ties back to seeing the potential in people type of thing. You know, believe someone's actions over the potential you see in them and believe them the first time until they prove you otherwise. Um, And I mean this like with, you know, just anybody in your life friendships, trusting like coworkers, family members, relationships, whatever it is. I think a lot when I was like really sitting here thinking about it in terms of relationships specifically, you know, I think that there was like so much in the past that I just like wrote off due to, you know, believing that person was better. I can believe anybody could be a better person no matter what they did if I, you know, like, am optimistic enough, you know what I mean? So, like, what does that even do for me? And I think that a lot of times, um, not everyone, but I think a lot of young women, including myself, like, when I was in, you know, late high school and doing those, like, semi-serious relationships and more serious relationships and everything, and just in general, like, probably due to just being young and naive, a lot of times we're hopeful and we just let our desire to like be friends with someone or have a relationship with someone overpower the reality of what is actually there and what we're being shown. And that phrase right there that like I just said, that's like super important to just like think about for a second. A lot of times we're just, you know, so enthralled by the idea of like having a good friendship with this person or, you know, having a good relationship with a sibling or having a you know relationship like a romantic relationship with somebody we want that to happen so much and we love the idea of it so much that we will write off what we've been shown like if their actions have proven that you know like we're not that we deserve better or something like that um and I'm not saying that this is like going to be the case in every friendship relationship you encounter I'm just saying like when there is a time when someone proves who they are to you, you know, believe them the first time until they prove you otherwise. I'm not necessarily saying, like, cut them off and never speak them to them again. And I'm also not saying, oh, give them unlimited more chances until they do prove you wrong or prove you otherwise. I'm just saying, you know, just don't, like, tolerate or settle for less than you deserve um, because of your idea of someone or the potential you think they have. Um, if they are, only if they are showing you otherwise. I'm not saying, like, to do this in all cases. I'm saying, like, if someone has shown you, don't be so caught up on your idea of them, like, the idea of, like, what you want them to be. That is my 23 things, y'all, that I wish I would have learned earlier in life. Like I said, I'm not, like, wishing any of these things I would have known earlier for the sake of, like, different outcomes or anything like that. It's literally just things that... I've had the time and experience to contemplate and learn, and now I know going forward, so I can act on that going forward. And yeah, I just really wanted to do this episode. I thought it'd be fun. So I hope it was helpful, and I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, let me know your thoughts. DM the podcast Instagram, or you can DM my personal Instagram. Um, totally up to you. You don't have to DM me at all, but like if you ever want to, just know they're there. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for supporting me and the podcast and all of your kind words and support in general. And seriously, I love y'all more than you know. I just like, ugh, just wish I could hug every single one of you and just like 
Ugh, I don't know. I'm just like literally so grateful for y'all. I don't know why I'm like emo right now, but I am. <laughs> I love you all and I hope you have a great day whenever you're listening to this and I hope you have a great week. Make it a great week, you know, make it a great day. It's up to you. And I really hope that um, you got something out of this episode and like can take something and apply it in your life. So I love y'all. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you all next week.